Women in Business Leadership with Amanda Gerard. Uh, morning, Amanda. Thank you for, uh, for joining us and uh, huge appreciation for your collaboration on the Women in Business Leadership series um, and holding this conversation and sharing insight into your leadership experience. Um, I'd appreciate if you just first just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your, your career. Great. Thanks, Anna. Uh, yeah, so my name's Amanda Gerrard. Um, my career has been in housing from for the last 30 odd years. Um, I did a postgrad in housing and stayed in there ever since. So um, a range of different roles, range of different organisations, um, uh, from councils to um, just private organisations, housing associations, um, and my current role now is a, a chief executive at the Burnersley Homes, which is a, an arm's length management organisation. So we manage the, the council homes in, uh, in Barnsley. Well, that's great. Thank you. Um, what have been your greatest challenges in leadership and how have you overcome them? Oh, I've had quite a few. Um, <laughs> I think the main ones really are probably, for me, taking people with you. Um, and I'm a person with lots of energy and lots of pace. Um, and one of the lessons I got, we had a conversation with one of my first chief executives and he said, you work at a great pace, but remember you've got to take people with you. And I've always sort of tried to hold on to that. And at times I realise, and I've always self-checking to say, right, where am I now? I know where I'm trying to get to. I'm probably three or four steps ahead of other people, but how do I take those people with me? So um, I probably over time I've slowed down a little bit in terms of remembering that and then having those conversations um, making sure and checking that people are still on that on that bus with me. Um, I've probably gone on the M1 and that they've not they've not even got off their their, their estate yet. So um, so so those are the sorts of things. Probably in terms of getting that right and making sure you're taking people with you. Um, I think the other stuff is having a very clear vision of where you want to go um, and making sure you communicate that really effectively. Um, and probably my communication skills. I'm always working on those. Um, I'm better in person, I think, than I am doing things like this. Yeah. Um, but I try and motivate. And I, I, as you know, Hannah, I've got a, a coaching style and I really think coaching gets the most out of people. And, I, and I've got a real drive for people to be the best they can be. So so for me, sort of making sure that I'm supporting people and getting people with me, but also in a way that they feel comfortable with at a pace that's that's reasonable. It might not be their pace, it might not be my pace, but somewhere in between is something that I really try and work on very hard. Yeah, so I think um, I think in that then there's you know something about like you say you know having that really clear vision and, and values and and getting people to go with you, but also I think it's really interesting that you say pace and you know the fact that you've got energy and enthusiasm and bringing and, and bringing people on board with that as well. Are there any times when and this is this is kind of off off piece a little bit. Are there any times when you feel that you, that there's been a learning in there for you? Um, I think there always are. I mean, when you look back at some of the things that you've done in your career and you think, well, I got to the right place, but did I did, did do that with the, at the right time? Um, were people really on board with what I was trying to do? I'd, I'd have really told them where I wanted to get to. Um, yeah. I'd have been clear in that communication. Um, I'd have really sort of stood in their shoes and tried to understand from their perspective what was stopping me 
from yeah. going to, to, that, to getting that on board with me what were their barriers and where was it that they were so it might have been something personal it might have been something about their career or not feeling empowered or they were in the wrong role I don't know so all sorts of different reasons so um, just sort of taking that deep breath and just thinking actually why, why aren't they with me on this um, what is the reason behind it is it something that I've, I've just not articulated very well or is it something that's a real issue for them um, and the, the, I need to get their buy-in by doing it a slightly different way. So, yeah, so the, lots of learning on those. And, and you know, you, you learn by making mistakes, don't you? Um, yeah. And I've made plenty of those in my career. I make plenty of those every day, to be honest. So <laughs> that's how we learn. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's been being prepared to reflect on that as well, isn't it? And like you say, and it sounds as though you've got a you've got an inner coach as well. That's a, that's not about blaming and shaming people, but actually is about asking yourself the questions of what could I have done that might um, have hindered this progress, yeah. or what could I do that would um, assist it and actually elevate yeah. it in, in yeah. moving forward. Thank but there'll always be I think there'll always be times, honey, when people won't get it and they don't know where you're going to. They don't get where you're going as an organisation and they don't actually want to do it. So yeah. I think there's also times when you have to be really strong and actually have some really difficult conversations about whether that's the right thing to do or not, whether they're the right people to be with you. And yeah. actually sometimes just accepting that for the right thing for both of you is, you know, the organisation and for that individual is they perhaps don't go on that same journey with you. So I think, you know, I, I wouldn't be, probably one of the things that I'd sort of say in my career is I wouldn't be as worried about having some of those conversations now as perhaps it was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm. Um, because actually, sometimes it isn't right. And it, it's the right decision is for us to go different ways. Yeah. And I think, like like you say, then, that's also in the interests of the other person as well, isn't it? It's still, yeah. although it may not always feel like that, it is still in the interests of, of the other person mm. and the development of, of the other person as well. Mm. So thank you. Thanks for that. It's often said that many people underestimate their abilities what do you believe holds people back? Um, I can tell you what holds me back. I don't know what the people, okay. but I think I think it's confidence, and particularly with women. Um, I mean, when I, in my career, there's the, the, increasingly there's been more people, uh, more women that've been chief, chief execs in housing, um, but it has been a very male-dominated at the top. Um, so although I've been a director for you know, 20 years and this is my first chief exec job um i think my confidence probably held me back a little bit um and maybe i didn't take some of the risks that maybe men might have done um so i think you know that that i think that's one of the big barriers and particularly you know as women we have children don't we have and we have a break because we've been yeah. bringing the kids up and that sort of thing as well and um you almost feel like you're a bit, a bit on the back foot so you're always having to do work that little bit harder um so so i think there are some barriers but i think some of those are coming down now um and it's great to see more females getting into really senior positions in different organizations and on boards and chief execs and stuff um but yeah for me certainly it was probably confidence and just that ability to take a few more risks and probably in a comfort zone but it's hard isn't it when you if you're the main one of the main earner your main earner in your family yeah. and you take a risk and it doesn't come off um then actually that's got a massive impact impact for sort of for you and your family and sort of the kids and everything else so so maybe men don't think about that quite as much whereas perhaps women maybe do that a little bit more yeah thank you for that imagine you've been invited to give a ted talk um what would be your key messages or message or messages as a leader um 
I do the right thing. I think the, the bit for me is with the information you've got, at that point in time, do what you think is the right thing. And if you've done that and it wasn't the right thing to do by, with hindsight, you've done it in the best interest at heart and you've made the right decision you could possibly do at that time. You've listened to other people, you've listened to the, the, all the different elements of that. But for me, I've always gone by that, you know, gut reaction, you know what the right, certainly I work in social housing, so, you know, about working with individuals and working with communities and making sure we're trying to make a difference in those people's lives. So if we always have the, that, that there at the front of us, we know where we're trying to get to, and we do with that with the best interests at heart, I don't think you'll ever go too far wrong, really. So doing the right thing is probably the, the, the topic I would probably choose. Yeah, I think that I think that is it. That's a lovely, it is a lovely message as well, isn't it? And 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 I think I always, um, you know, in leadership when we work, we know that we we work with different people who have very different values and outlooks and everything else. And I think one of the things that I always I always stay with, which is that um, you know, getting it right is more important than being mm -hmm. right. And like yes. you say, yeah. you've you've already referred to the fact that you know that collaboration with other people and checking it out and going backwards and forwards and actually, you know, being being as sure as you can be that you are doing the right thing that is in the interest of the like, wider organisation, um, I think is, is a really, really lovely message to, to, to give. Um, if you woke up tomorrow morning and you were able to dramatically change without any fear, the leadership culture, um, either in your organisation or in, if it's, you know, if, if you don't want to talk about your organisation, but just about leadership culture in general, um, what would you do? Um, well, some of the stuff that I'm already doing, probably. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm 12 months into my first chief exec role at a new organisation. And what we've been trying to work on is that can-do culture. So I think there's a bit of a history from where, where I'm working at the moment of probably feeling a little bit financially constrained and a little bit of it, it's really hard to do some of the, the things they wanted to do. Um, but actually, if we start with the answers, yes, how do we get there? Rather than, oh, there's a problem with that is. Um, then we get to a different conclusion. We find creative ways and innovative ways to get there. So for me, cultural wise, that can do start with yes type approach. Um, is a big shift and I've seen some great changes actually in people over the last 12 months of just thinking about things slightly differently um, and if we start with that mindset rather than a, oh we can't do it because but we can do all sorts of great things and we've already done that so you know just as I say in 12 months I've seen massive changes within the culture and, and the leaders you know leaders at all levels in the organisation really getting on board with that and understanding that a little bit more so so yeah that's probably one of the things that I'd, I'd continue to do we're already doing but I'll continue to do and keep doing reminding ourselves of why we do that as well yeah like you say I think it's you know I think it's sometimes it's it's often thought to be a bit polar you know Pollyanna thinking into it when we have that kind of yes mindset but in actual fact it, it's incredibly powerful mm -hmm. um, and it opens us up to possibilities as well um, so you know and and there's so much research that supports idea that um, you know that open mind and that ability to say right okay so how can we work with this yeah. it might yeah. be challenging um, but it also has the potential to be incredibly exciting as well yeah. so yeah. And I think we've seen some of that with COVID. I think, you know, people have had to change the way in which in their approach to things and how they do stuff. 
weekend. So some of the things that we did probably, you know, 12, 12 months ago before I started, then, you know, that they wouldn't even dream of doing now because actually we've completely changed the way we do things. We've completely changed the pace we do things and that we've got to do things differently. So that innovation, that we've been forced to do innovation, haven't we, and work at a different rate. Um, and do the we can do it it's a yes answer so how do we get there so um, I think one of the positive things out of Covid has been that 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 changing mindset for people yeah would have you can I just ask you on a, on a, as a side have you been surprised by that have you been surprised by by people's agility I think the way in which people have been so flexible and just gone from, you know, we were an organisation that had fixed laptops on every single desk and everyone came in every day. Nobody did homeworking. It was like we've gone from that to everyone homeworking. And we did that in four days. Yeah. We went from a Thursday where we were having a conversation about what we needed to do to Tuesday where I went in and shut the office down. So it was unbelievable. The pace of change that we went at and the mindset. And we've just done a recent survey with our staff. Um, and originally, 43% of people either liked or loved working out. And that was right at the early start. But we've done it this time. It's nearly 75% of people love or like working from home. Yeah. So it's a massive shift. So people are seeing the real benefits of that. And there's some downsides as well. But I think there's some massive benefits of doing from that. So, you know, it's great that most people see some positives coming out of it. And, and the way they think and the way they do things has changed as a result. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, great. Um, Final question, Amanda. Um, what advice might you give to your younger self? Um, I think it's believe a little bit more. I think we're all we all lack a little bit of confidence sometimes, isn't it? And I think I probably didn't push myself as far as I could have gone earlier in my career. Um, so I just think you know having the confidence and taking those few risks that I might not have done. No regrets, but I think there's probably a couple of opportunities I could have done some of the things a little bit differently. Um, but would it have changed much? Not much, really. I think you learn as you go along, but that's part of the journey, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go back to my younger self. I want you just to explore <laughs> and have the journey. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly how you feel. Thought of going back and I'd say, she's fine. Just let her make them <laughs> yeah, mistakes and get on yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. Fine. <laughs> so we learn. <laughs> Um, so that's the end of our questions, Amanda. So I'd just like to say a huge thank you from uh, Barnsley and Rotherham Chamber and Women in Business. So thank you very much. Really appreciate that you've, you've given us your time today. That's great, Anna. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.